1: If I can do it, you can do it too. And how can I help you do this? Don't but settle. Never. Don't settle. Just go full sin. <laughs> His battle our fight. And it's, you know, a goal, an achievable goal, and maybe even a high, high, high level goal you may never hit. Well, it's, it's a wonderful way for us to make each other stronger. I, I feel like that my strength comes from him, and so I try to give all my stuff, you know, to him. You know, take down those barriers um, and those false beliefs that they can't do it. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions because it's going to happen and the sooner you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, the better you're going to be. In this moment, you can decide to take hold, move forward, and go head on, up, over, and through. It's do or do not. Through these stories and perspectives, we hope to give insight to the challenges we all face every day. Paying it forward through learned experience. Because quitting is too hard. For those who refuse to give up and continue to find a way, this is your fuel. Brought to you by Western Contours Podcast and our partners. Western Fly Covers, ultralight protection for your gear. Stay on your game. Backcountry Archery, the passion and intent of ethical hunting led to the pursuit of building the most lethal bow setups while increasing accuracy. The Crazy Elk Company, simple solutions in gear, giving back to the passion that has given so much. Okay. And here we go. Hello, everybody. My name is Sydney Smith, and I am from Vernal, Utah. I am so happy to be here today to be a part of this reflection podcast here on Western Contours. Um, I've been a big fan of what everybody's been saying. Lots of words of wisdom, very motivational. Um, just some amazing people, everyday life, challenges that we all see. It's been a good good piece for my life to gain from. So thank you, Guy, for putting that together. I feel honored to be part of it. Uh, Guy asked me quite some time ago to maybe share some words of wisdom. And I apologize, Guy. I haven't been good at keeping up with that. Um, Honestly, guys, I've been in a, a funk Um, and uh I've been kind of having some struggles lately myself. And I'll talk a little bit about that, but just a little bit about me, real quick. I am from like I said, I'm from Vernal, Utah. I grew up in Provo, Utah. Um, I have a family of four kids and a wife and a beautiful dog. Um, we're outdoorsy people. I um I grew up in a family of five, um, outdoorsy, church-going, family-centered group. Um, I grew up loving to hunt, fish, video games, swimming, hanging out with my friends, Uh, but hunting, fishing... And that was probably my favorite and fondest times growing up. And, and my dad, uh, he taught me even as a small child and going with him and my brothers, um, that's still even today, some of the favorite things I like to do in my life. Um, as I kind of share my story, some of you guys already know a little bit about me. Um, I'm the double amputee, the ugly guy on Instagram, known as Try No Feet. That um, pretty much kind of sums up my physical appearance. as a guy with no feet, uh, but uh, so you kind of, I'll just kind of paraphrase on what happened to me. Um, I just want you guys to kind of envision uh, maybe the you know the side of what I really am I mean, Instagram or social media in general, they, it can be kind of deceitful as, you know, a lot of times people post my, including myself, some of the good things that we do and not so much the bad or the struggles, but there are some, I struggle sometimes, but I don't, you know, I don't have special powers. I don't proclaim myself to be a beast or anything like that. I just try to live my life. I'm, you know, I have my temptations and weakness, just just like everybody else. And growing up as a kid, I I, I struggled a lot with that. Um, today, I, I I'm a stronger person. I uh, I don't you know want to be better than anyone else. I just want to be better than who I want to be. Um, so yes, my life. Um, growing up, I, I struggled in my youth, um, up to about, uh, age 12. I was, uh, diagnosed with a disease that was a muscular dystrophy called, uh, charcoal marie tooth. And what charcoal marie tooth? It's a, a progressive disease that, um, gets worse as I, go along, especially in my feet, they begin to deform, start to uh, wither away. I had many surgeries, um, braces, uh, crutches, wheelchairs, had all that good time as a kid and, uh, spent a lot of time in the hospital, kind of a pain. I had over 10 different surgeries and as I, as a kid, even up into my thirties, um, when I gained a wife, um, and kids of my own, I was, I was often angry with myself. Uh, especially with the lost time spending in the hospitals with those surgeries and struggles. And it it really, half my life, uh, or I should say most of my life, I was very depressed uh, because I missed a lot of those moments. I, I spent a lot of time focusing on what I wish I could be. Um, I, I looked at other people, what they had. And, and I wanted their ability. In some cases, I even wanted their life. And I've, I think of it now, and I think that's where a lot of us have a disconnect with happiness. We find ourselves always wanting more and more and, you know, being disconnected and even ungrateful. You know, I at the time, I had a great job. I had two beautiful kids. I had a smoking hot wife. Um but yet i I just couldn't see the value of where my life could be because i was I was just angry at my disease. I was angry with God, I was angry with myself um, and I didn't. I didn't like myself. I I really was very depressed. Uh, I didn't want to, everyone to see me who I was really was, and I how I was suffering with this disease. I was actually very embarrassed and 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 uh, didn't like to talk about my struggles and, and or what the, my state of mind. Um, very angry. And you know I know maybe some of you guys ask the same questions with yourselves you know do you find yourself in a state of envy and anger you know do you always want more and more um you know I think those those thoughts come through our head I, you know especially I you know I hate to reflect on things like social media but that's such a it's a great platform to see get so much inspiration but also i think some people struggle a lot with seeing things on there and wish that they could be like that and it, it can kind of get them down so i it's kind of kind of a two-edged sword sometimes and and uh i think a lot of people get depressed that way um and uh and, and so forth um yeah so um yeah my feet so when i was 33 uh my feet got so bad that uh, they were starting to wither away and um there became extremely dysfunctional to the point where i i really couldn't walk much i was crawling to the bathroom um i wore these braces that would break or they would cut my skin and cause ulcers and i've had so many surgeries i just i was so fed up with it. so i finally went to a specialist out in salt lake and i went with my dad uh who's who's, who's been you know always been supporting me and and uh we we sat there in the doctor's office and he took a look at my feet and he's like um i i'm suggesting that we amputate, excuse me amputate both of them um and i i just remember it was just a, a a pause of like two seconds of after he said that that it was just it felt like an eternity it felt like the the walls of that room were 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 closing in um I just felt defeated in that little office. In a way, though, I, I, I kind of felt relieved because it was an answer I knew deep down that was a possibility. But at the same time, I was I was afraid of what road lied ahead. Um, you know, I was afraid of the unknown, of what kind of burdens I would I would have in my life, the challenges I'd have to overcome. And really more importantly, I was, I was actually more worried about the burdens I would bring around me. You know, my, my parents, my wife, um, my employer, um, all those things really, really got to me more than, you know, how I was going to deal with it myself. Um, and then with my dad sitting next to me, I think all us little boys at one point in our life always wanted to make daddy proud. And I felt, in this office, you know, I was disappointing my dad, you know, because of my disease in my youth, I I couldn't perform, you know, as an athlete. And I thought all dads wanted to see their kids at, you know, their young boys at games performing and making the baskets and running down the field, scoring touchdowns. I I didn't have that as a childhood. And, uh, you know, now I didn't get to give him that. And now, you know, I find out that I'm going to be a, you know, a legless freak or something like that. I, I, I felt awful. You know, I remember, um, at one point after, you know, on that day coming home, I was praying that, I was praying that my life would end in some kind of freak accident. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it was a dark time. It was a very dark time. But one thing I, I love about my dad, you know, it's an unconditional fatherly love, you know, and it's the same love that I feel now. And I understand now that I am a father um, and I have a son of my own, but my dad never acted disappointed in me. In fact, he, uh, he cried in the doctor's office and, and, and we're just, we're tough guys us boys. And we never, we, I've never had that moment with my dad. And it was, it was a very, a touching, touching moment. <laughs> he was always a supporter. He was always, he's always told me that he was proud of me. Um, he was my support team and, uh, he helped me get out of, of dark places, you know, and, in in has always been there. Um, but I, I knew, you know, I'm, I have a family of my own. I, I needed to figure out how to get out of dark places of my own. Um, uh, and I, I had to find, I knew I had to find ways to get out of dark places and, and, and not have any help. And one of the things that I've discovered was, was through service. Um, I remember right before the surgery, I was I was coming home. Actually, I I tried to work out a little bit before my surgeries just to try to keep my upper body strength in preparation for the wheelchair. And um, I was coming home from the gym, and I was in so much pain and frustration and fear that I was I was in a really bad spot. I was thinking awful awful thoughts, and I was pulling up to my house, and I noticed across the street uh, my neighbors were moving in. Um, and they were moving furniture, and and I'm like, oh man, I I need to go see the neighbors. I, I I'm not going to be much help, but at least I can go over there and greet and help maybe a few boxes. And and I got there, got to meet my neighbors, and started helping unload their U-Haul. And and I I wasn't really feeling the pain in my feet. I wasn't thinking about my problems and all of a sudden like I was lost in, in helping these people and I I started to feel joy in, in, in forgetting about uh, the problems I had in face of me you know with losing my feet. Um, one of the quotes that that stand out to me that's um, from one of my heroes is uh, his name is Gordon B. Hinckley. And he says, the best antidote I know for worry is work. The best cure for weariness is the challenge of helping someone who is even more tired. One of the greatest ironies of life is this. He or she who serves almost always benefits more than he or she who is served. See, in 2015, is when I lost my, my leg. I, I had complications with it. Um, I, you know, a little later I had, had amputated again. Um, but this time they had to do the right at the same time. Um, and that was in November of 2015 where I became a double amputee and it was in that hospital um, where I was watching TV and the Ironman came on. I, I know some of you know that story, so I'll, I'll be brief, but I was inspired to do the Ironman for some reason. And, and that's a, it's a triathlon that consists of 140.6 miles. It's one of the largest, the largest triath- or triathlon you can do. So of, uh, of the sw- of swimming and biking and running. And I saw that, and I thought, man, how awesome would that be to do that? I, I, if I can get out of this hospital bed, I'm, I'm going to do that goal, you know. And I started to tell people, and and some people kind of, you know, rolled their eyes and they thought, no. I, I said, you know, let's let's take those pain pills away from you. You're you're kind of acting crazy, and and uh, I I really I really felt compelled to do it. Um, but at the same time, I I I was a little ner- you know nervous because I had never done a triathlon before. I've never even ran a freaking 5k. So I'm like, how is this going to even be possible? And I felt devastated. And I, I remember telling my dad, and he reminded me of a story when I was a boy, um, for Christmas, I've always wanted a, a Lego set. And I was really young. I was, I know on the box of Legos, they, they tell you the age and, and there was this castle that I wanted. And I was well below the age, I think. And, um, but I wanted it and I asked for it and I, I don't think I even got it the first year, but later the second year, maybe I got it and and I opened the box and I was kind of assuming that this Lego castle that I wanted would be all completed inside the box. But lo and behold, it's just a bunch of pieces, lots of pieces. And it was intimidating. Um, and I looked at the instructions and all the pieces and I just like, oof, this is, I can't do this. So I just grabbed the Lego men and I started playing with them and threw the box with the castle under the bed and called it goods. And, uh, my dad, you know, he saw that, uh, that's what happened. And he's like, Oh no, you got to look at the instructions. Start on page one. What's the first page? It has a little, picture of a brick. So let's start with that brick. Let's lay that down. Boom. Let's go to the next step. Boom. Let's go to the next step. And that analogy has always been in the back of my mind as I've prepared for this race is, is laying those bricks by bricks. Cause eventually that, that Lego castle was built and and it became clear to me that, that, uh, that's what I had to do with the Ironman is I had to take, you know, step by step. Um, uh, David Brinkley said, he says, um, a quote from him, he says, a successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with bricks others have thrown at him. Um, And I I love that quote because I think we could take some of that energy and challenges in front of us uh, piece by piece and and build something important. Now, it's important to make huge goals in life. Um, But it's more important to focus on the task and hands. And you don't go out there today. I'm not saying to go out there today and be like, Hey, I'm going to build the biggest, sickest brick castle out there. Um, You know, you got to focus it. You got to say things like today I'm, I'm, you know, going to take and put one brick down and move to the next step. You know, you don't, say like today I'm going to go get this promotion or today I'm going to go lose a hundred pounds or today I'm going to win my ex-wife back. You know, you, you sit there and you carefully lay down that brick the best you can and do it every single day. And then the next day you focus on the next one. And, and that's really how you beat these challenges and, and goals. That, that lay upon us. I mean, you, sometimes I've run into so many people and even myself, you, you get afraid because it just seems so hard right off the get-go, but you just got to lay brick by brick, build yourself brick by brick. Um, and that's kind of where I it, it came out of the hospital. I learned to walk. Then I learned to swim. I learned to run. Then I learned to bike. I learned to... Um, I learned, uh, I did my first 5k. I did then a 10k, a sprint triathlon, Olympic triathlon, a half marathon, full marathon, half Ironman. And then eventually in uh, 2019, I did the full Ironman. Um, and, uh, my dad, you know, he was always there and supported, you know, my races, you know, he was, he was my leg caddy or my race director. Um, he, he carried my legs cause I needed, you know, my biking legs at one point of the race and then I needed my running legs and he kept track of them. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of funny when I'm going to a race and I have a bag full of legs, it's people start to look a little bit, but, uh, yeah, he uh, he was even my leg chip supervisor. Um, I one rem- one time on the half Ironman in Saint George, I was coming off the bike, and and they have a chip that uh, throughout the race it uh, sends a signal to a part of the race that then goes to the internet, which shoots an act to the app where people can tra- keep track of you through the race. And I had a lot of people, you know, watching me when I did that race. And when I got off the bike, I, I had my, my chip attached to my biking legs and I was in such a, a rush and, and I was so pumped to get on the run that I threw my biking legs off, got my running legs off and just took off. And I left my chip on my biking legs and uh, I started running and people thought, maybe I had quit because they didn't see the chip go off. And, and uh, my dad was able to get in touch with the, the, the officials and um, they were able to flag me down on a four-wheeler and they were able to give me my flag chip. So dad's always just been a, a, a good support of, you know, a lot of things to do. Both, both my, my parents are amazing, great support. And that's, that's kind of why I've been in a funk. Um, you know, lately, uh, my dad's health has been deteriorating. Um, he had um, open heart surgery last year and he had a quadruple bypass with a aorta replacement. We were afraid that, you know, we were going to lose him. And, you know, since then he's come out and he just hasn't recovered in a, in a way where, you know, it's it's kind of put me in a, a mental fog. You know, I, I'm stressed. I want to help him. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I I can't, I don't know how to help him. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I, I know he, he'd feel bad if I were to talk to him, talk about him like this, but you know, I, I love him and, and it's, it kills me that I can't help him sometimes. And, uh, i think that's hard that is hard to to see your parents struggle you know and they've been there for you you wish you could be there for them but sometimes you can't you know and uh um one day here not too long ago i sit in my office i was having a real rough day and a good friend of mine mike felice um he's uh He came into my office and he started talking. He could tell I was struggling. He knew I was having a bad day and, and he's, he's always, knew, he knew my dad's situation and, and I told him that's where I'm struggling, man. I, I feel so lost and I, I want to help, but I can't, you know, I don't know how to help. You know, I, I feel helpless and it's driving me crazy. Um, Mike few years ago, had lost his dad to cancer. And he, he had a very similar feeling where he, he can't, you know, he can't help some of the things that go wrong in your life. You, you just can't. And he gave me some advice that stuck out, um, to me. And it's really kind of got me out of this funk. Um, he says, focus on what you can help you know don't get caught up in the negative especially if it's out of your control surround yourself with positive things positive people and positive actions and i just if mike you're listening to this god bless you man that you know if there's such thing as divine inspiration you totally have it because that i needed to hear that um and 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 i and i that's exactly kind of what i've been trying to get focus on is to focus myself on some things I can control, focus myself on things, uh, that are going to provide happiness and, and such as service. Um, and that's that's one thing what I love about disabled outdoorsmen is uh, it's this nonprofit organization that you know me and Mike Felice and and, and uh, Brock Carter and Weston um, MacArthur and Jenkins and Tanya Stringham April Carter all those uh, people on my board we 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 focus here in Utah um, taking people out on hunts and we're serving them and and getting you know, their lives changed and building relationships with them in the outdoors where they gain that confidence and just to see them light up brings joy. And in surrounding myself around them and in the actions of people around me, helping them um, has has allowed me to realize that, you know this is what I need to focus on. You know, I mean, definitely love my dad and I'll do whatever I can to help. But if I can't help it, I cannot find myself and and in, in, in attack myself with things I can't control. Um, I I guess in closing, I just want to say it's the advice and reflections in your daily life is to just to get lost in in positivity and more specifically serve others and get lost in service. Um, Some of the happiest people I know are those that lose themselves serving others. Um, I just want to close and say that guys, and sure appreciate uh, the opportunity here today to to share my little tidbits of my life and what I'm going through and, and allow me to open up. I, I needed to do this. I needed to get this off my chest. Um, and, and to be able to share that with you, I thank you guy. And, and, and I hope you guys all have a good day and, and, um, take the time to, uh, get lost in some things that are positive, such as service and help, help each other. God bless you. And y'all have a good night. Thanks.